What is it about a woman being unapologetic about her dreams and her drive, operating in excellence and having high standards that people find so intimidating? Don't wilt, sis. Bloom with opulence anyway. Welcome to the Crowned Opulence Podcast with me, Cassandra Alexis. I am a marketing strategist, coach, and consultant, and the CEO of Opulent Outcomes Coaching and Consulting, but you can call me your Chief Empowerment Officer. On Sundays, we talk about the hard, messy, embarrassing, yet necessary things that we don't often talk about enough with each other as Black women. You know, those things we think we're the only ones experiencing, so we don't share them for fear of being judged just like you would at Sunday brunch with your girls. And yes, the mimosas are included on each episode. I'll let you in on a secret. You're not alone. We are our sister's keeper in the crowned opulent society. Then on Wednesdays, we'll talk business and goal crushing. I'll help you get the outcomes that you desire in life and business by showing you how to silence self-doubt, tune out the naysayers, Optimize your assets, own your opulence, and market your value. Sis, it's your time to be unapologetically opulent, and we're here for you. Let's get to it. Hey, lady. This is a very special episode on the podcast. I am sharing with you one of my very own clients. As we talk about her journey through entrepreneurship, growing her business, and becoming more marketing savvy, and so much more. If you are curious what it's like to work with me, my guest today, Melanie Eugene, will give you a sneak peek. Melanie C. Eugene, as the English way of pronouncing her name, is the founder and CEO of All of Me, Inc. and Beauty Is Me, LLC. As an immigrant to the States in 1991, this Haitian-Canadian young lady was faced with bullying, prejudices, and all sorts of other challenges that led to the development of her program and company, Beauty Is Me. Now, raising a beautiful daughter of her own, Melanie was reminded of her own childhood when her daughter began experiencing some of the same challenges she experienced as a young Black lady. Hence, she founded Beauty Is Me to instill in young ladies that they are the definition of beauty, not what society has defined them as. With over 15 years of experience in coaching, teaching, and mentoring, Melanie's passion to empower and enlighten young women to become the beauty they were designed to be continues to burn within her. Melanie currently holds a master's degree in organizational leadership with a concentration in coaching and mentoring and is working on completing her educational doctorate. In the beginning of 2020, Melanie lost her father to cancer and decided to name the nonprofit aspect of Beauty Is Me, Beauty to the Max. As she builds up this new organization, it will be centered on inspiring young men and women to reach their maximum potential. Through all of her programs, Melanie serves her organizations as a strategist, coach, and mentor. Let's get to it. 
Hi, Melanie. Hey, Cassandra. How are you? I'm doing well, besides this raspy voice, but I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> I understand, but you sound fine. You sound fine. I am so glad to have you on the show and to talk to you. I'm so proud of you and all the things that you have done over this past year. So before we get started, introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor to be on Crown the Opulence. It really is. It really is. I appreciate um, the invite. So everybody, in my native language, French, <laughs> my name is Melanie C. Urgen, but you know, I live in the United States, so it's Melanie C. Eugene, and I am the proud <laughs> founder and CEO of All of Me, Inc., as well as Beauty is Me, LLC. I have a certification in life coaching, as well as a background in organizational leadership. So I've put those skills together to uh, create different programs, uh, not only for teens and tweens, which are my heart, um, but also for queens. And so All of Me Inc. is the umbrella that holds Beauty Is Me LLC as, and Beauty Is Me, I should say, as a program for teens and tweens who are probably experiencing some type of transition in their life or trying to figure out a little bit more about themselves. And so through these programs, you know, they get to do that. And as far as my adults are concerned, they have different journeys that they're on. And so through my coaching programs, I help them in those journeys as well. So one of the things that I love about this recording and conversation is so often we hear stories from people who have made it. They're there. And you hear their journey. And it's like, okay, that's great. But I'm the type of person, I like those stories, but I also like the stories of the people on the journey while they're still in the middle of it. Because I feel that over time, you start to become detached from some of the journey that you went on. And to reach those that are starting out and they're in the beginning is part of why I'm so excited to have the conversation with you because you have had such an incredible journey this past year. You have done so many amazing things. I think back to this time last summer and where you are today. And so let's start with talking a little bit about your business structure and what it was before and what it is now. When I first started Beauty Is Me, it was a an LLC, right? So just so you can get where my mind scatters a lot. Since I was 19, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I dabbed in a lot of different things, dabbled in a bunch of different things just so that I could have a business. I didn't really know how to structure a business like the way that you just mentioned. Um, but through my master's program, I was able to understand a little bit more how a business should be structured. And so I started Beauty Is Me as an organization. I had different events uh, for the for young ladies to kind of bring them together, develop a little bit of a, of a bond, you know, a, a sisterhood, having a safe place for them to express themselves for who they are. One of my biggest things is to cultivate inner beauty. Uh, which is a verse in the Bible. And, and, and that's what I want my, my girls to be. I want them to be who they were created to be by God. 
no matter what society is telling them. So I created this organization because my daughter, she was, um, I wouldn't say picked on, but, but uh, an adult uh, made a very negative comment <laughs> about her hair. And no, that just says a whole lot when an adult comes for a child. Correct. Correct. And, and, and you know what? I, I kind of took it that way until I reflected a little bit more and realized that adult needed the same thing that my daughter needed, which was why I kind of expanded to the queens in my coaching uh, for those that were missed as teens and tweens. <laughs> she was clearly one of them. Um, really? she, she had, yeah, she had low self-esteem and um, made fun of my daughter pretty much. I don't, I don't think it was intentional, but it still brought some fire into me because I was teased a lot when I was younger about my hair. So when I started Beauty Is Me, it was really um, with an event called Love Is In The Hair. And so it was really to get Black girls and Brown girls and, and even, to be honest, Caucasian girls to accept their hair for the way it is. Because we think as Black women that we're the ones struggling. Trust me, they're struggling too in accepting their hair. They think it's too fine. It's too flat. It's not full enough. It's not curly enough. It's too straight. You know, all t- they have the same issues. It's just that society makes it seem as though we're the ones who have the issue <laughs> with our hair and they don't. So Love is in the Hair was kind of celebrating love, hair, and diversity. And that's where it all started. And uh, I had a birthday party for my daughter to kind of empower her that, you know, the way your hair is, is just fine. And watch, we're going to get all these people with all these different types of hair types to do the same hairstyle that you had that day and watch how different everybody looks. And then tell me what's wrong with that. Nothing. Yeah. So that's how it started. But as I kept talking about it with people, I noticed that they looked at beauty as me more as a program than an organization. So that's when the shift started taking place. I had to hire Miss Coach Cassandra Alexis <laughs> to help me make that 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 shift because it was kind of difficult to let go of my baby the way it was structured and kind of restructure it so that it would be what people needed it to be, you know. And at the end of the day, that's what I was trying to do. I was, I wanted to service those teens and tweens properly. You said something that is really important and is often missed in business and in marketing. We often do things the way that we want to do them, the way that we like them. Mm -hmm. And we forget that what we're doing is providing a service or product meant for someone else and making it to meet their needs. It's kind of like, hey, I'm going to invite you over to dinner and I'm going to cook you my favorite meal because that's what I like and you don't Mm -hmm. like it. And it's like, well, when they're sitting there not really enjoying your meal, we get, you know, in our feelings. It's like, but it was not about what they wanted. You created what you wanted them to eat. And I think it's often missed many times in business. And so for you to be accepting and recognizing like, hey, I created this to be this way, but what people see it as, what people need it to be is this. So I am going to pivot and change and give my audience, my clients, my customers, what it is that they are looking for. And so I just want to shout you out for doing that because it also speaks to how much you care about the people that you're working with and that you're servicing, recognizing this is what you need from me and I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure that I give it to you. Thank you. You're welcome. And that's also one of the 
reasons that a lot of businesses, especially Black-owned businesses, don't work and they fail is because they don't have that ability to pivot and be flexible and to shift as needed as things change. So yay you, ma'am. Well, yay you, coach. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So speaking of that, as a business owner, as a CEO of your own business, talk a little bit about the importance of overcoming your fears and limiting beliefs as a woman and as a CEO of your business. What was that journey like for you? What is that journey like for me? (laughs) That's correct. What is? Because it is a continuous thing that we all deal with. Yes, it really is. You know, it really takes, for me at least, it really takes seeing on paper sometimes where I was and where I am and what I've done to recognize that I am doing because my biggest fear is that I'm putting all this stuff out there, right? And I'm really not producing, especially when you are in the business of service. And I'm not downing people that have products because I buy products, um, but they, they have a different type of pressure on them, right? Because you can test the product and kind of see if it's if it works well. You know, if you're making a hand lotion, is it soft enough before you put it out there, et cetera, whatever. But when you're rendering a service, it's that individual that has to tell you whether or not you, you did a good job. You cannot be the judge of whether or not you did a good job. So uh, I think that has always been my biggest fear is that I put myself out there and then I don't deliver what was expected of me. And, and to overcome that, um, what I've had to do really is just ask people, so you have any feedback? <laughs> um, what did you think about that session? What did you think about this event? Um, what could I have done better? What did you enjoy the most? What did you, you know, not enjoy in order to get the accurate feedback instead of giving myself, you know, getting in my head and, and thinking that I, I didn't do something or even thinking that I did do something that I really didn't do. Market research is so important. Um, getting feedback is so incredibly important. And even to that, with the feedback, this is something that I have found myself. We are not for everyone. And so you may receive feedback, thoughts, criticism, et cetera. Your prices are too high. Let's just say that's one that we as women here, we deal with, I should say, a lot. And we start to question and doubt ourselves. No, price isn't too high. You're not the client. You're not the customer that I need to work with. You know, if I'm trying to be here, Rolex, Louis Vuitton, Chanel, you can't go to them and say, yes, your price is too high for that bag. No, boo. You're just not ready to buy a Chanel bag yet. Correct. Correct. (laughs) I I concur. (laughs) Chanel's not going to change her price for her bag. (laughs) No. So, but as a reminder to ourselves, even with the feedback to temper it against and measure it against, are these the type of people that I want to work with? Are, is this person, is this feedback, I should say, coming from my ideal client? Another example with that is even if your approach is a softer side. And a person wants some more direct, aggressive, in-your-face, it doesn't mean that your approach is wrong. It just may mean that you two are out of alignment in terms of what you offer and what they're looking for. 
Right. Right. Just not compatible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, okay. What were your thoughts about marketing when you first started your business? My thoughts about marketing were that junk scares me. I don't want to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm not doing it. Uh, Those are my thoughts. I mean, I never really worked in sales when I did for the very short amount of time that I did. I was very quick to ask them to move me to a different department. You know, it just was never my thing. And so marketing, I never understood the science behind it. Uh, You know, I didn't understand the logic behind it. Like, you know, everybody speaks a different language, right? And marketing was just not mine. It was not mine. And so like anything else that's new to us, it's scary uh, to learn uh, something new, especially a, a language of marketing. And so I was terrified and I ran. What do you think about marketing now? <laughs> As you sip your tea. Yes, girl. I couldn't do a mimosa because of my voice. I wanted a passion fruit mimosa. So Ooh. instead, I know. Yeah, write that down. Yes, I haven't come across that. We're going to add that to next season. So instead, I did a passion fruit tea. Okay. Come on yes, with girl. the pivot. With Tazo. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. So honestly, I I have a better understanding. Your job is not done with me. <laughs> I need some more sessions to dig deeper um, because I'm not as afraid, but I'm still learning how to do it effectively. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big thing. It's huge. It's not something that you're going to get in one sitting. And it's definitely something that in my case, you know, being a small business owner and still kind of operating on my own right now and trying to build a team. Uh, it is still something that I need to understand better and therefore not be afraid to hire, you know, in that department, which is what I plan on doing to continue to build my team up. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to understand the basics, but at the end of the day, it's not my strength. And I've realized that. And so hiring a coach like yourself, or hiring someone who can handle my marketing is is what's going to be best in my situation. And you said something that I think is often minimized, and I want to highlight for a second, and that is you don't get marketing overnight. Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes it's simplified. And a lot of it, I think, in part comes from people not understanding exactly what marketing is. Oh, you're a marketer. You can do graphic design. You can create your own logo. No, that's (laughs) graphic artists are artists. Right, right. There's a reason why they're called that. Mm -hmm. Being a marketer has nothing to do with being an artist. (laughs) You have an understanding of branding and things to go together to tell a story, but that doesn't mean that you can create a pretty graphic because, listen, I have gone to school for many years to study marketing. It's all I've Mm -hmm. ever done. And I still can't draw a straight line without a ruler. (laughs) (laughs) That's not something you're taught. Right, right. That's not my ministry. But marketing, it's a discipline and it is all encompassing. And it covers many different aspects Mm -hmm. from the planning and the strategy side of things to the social media to digital. There's so many just different parts of marketing. And even when you think about like how marketing agencies are set up, they have so many different arms, so many different people that all do different things 
to come together to make the whole campaign work or to assist the client or what have you. And there's even agencies that specialize in certain things. There are agencies who just focus on social media, nothing else. Right. And so, like I told, I've told you before, um, and to share with everyone, give yourself grace. It's something that does not come overnight and it continues to change. When I was getting my MBA, Social media was not a thing that businesses were using. Social media was not taught. I'm kind of dating myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh. Right. (laughs) Social media was not a strategy that businesses were using. Now, everybody uses social media. Correct. From personal to business. So just to reflect that back to you and just as a reminder to give yourself grace, you have come so far, like I said. Girl. Let me <laughs> so let me ask you this. Are you still afraid of marketing? I am not afraid. I am not afraid. Yay. Yay. I am not afraid. However, I just understand how much of a plan I need in order to be successful in marketing. And so I'm ready to tackle that soon with you. <laughs> Yay, I'm excited. I am excited. But okay, let me ask you this question. Being that you are a coach, mm-hmm. how important is it to have your own coach, your own assistance, people to pour into you? How important is that to you? You know, it's massively important. I think a lot of times people forget that the field that they're working in, they need at some point in their lives, right? Mm. Think of a nurse. Okay, you're a nurse. You studied to, you know, work in your field and that's great and you're saving lives, but you're human, right? Mm -hmm. And then God forbid, you could end up in a car accident or you can end up with cancer. Again, God forbid. And at that point, you can't care for yourself. You're going to need a nurse, you know, and so the same goes for for coaches. Coaches need coaches. You know, um, sometimes I call myself the coach's coach because, <laughs> you know, I call myself the coach's coach. I, I'm, I'll tell you a little bit more about my my new name later. But um, <laughs> sometimes I call myself the coach's coach because some of my clients are coaches who need a coach. And I tell them, it's okay. I have a coach, you know, and, and then sometimes we need to be coached in different aspects or mm-hmm. different parts of our businesses or different areas of our lives. And every coach can't necessarily bring to the table what you need in that time. You know what I mean? Uh, I had a time when I needed a life coach, like just general life coaching um, to get me through some uh, difficult times in my life. And then when I decided I was ready to focus more on my business, that coach would no longer serve me because they didn't have the the business mindset per se. And so I had to seek, you know, another coach. So it's extremely important for growth. And it doesn't mean that you're with a coach all day, every day for the rest of your life, but it's something that you'll definitely utilize in your life at least once a year for a certain amount of weeks. If you're trying to move forward in anything, honestly, it's very beneficial. So often we have been taught to not ask for help mm-hmm. and to not reveal the area that we're not as strong in. And the reality is no one is strong in everything, in every area. Otherwise, you're darn near perfect. And we know that 
perfect in that sense just does not exist. So I appreciate you sharing that, um, especially as a coach, um, because we do hear the saying, you know, every coach needs a coach. And I know for me personally, like you said, I have my own coaches, even though I do marketing and I have a marketing background, I still have people to help me with that part. One, just because, like you said before, we create these things. These things are our babies. I think all of us at different points in time get to certain places where we need people to bounce our ideas off of, to walk through, you know, hey, this is where I'm stuck, to give us outside feedback. Because you can see things when you're on the outside looking in, when you're not personally attached to it. Absolutely. And you have to be open and receptive for that feedback. You know, Um, I think that's something that has benefited me is to be open to the feedback I receive and to know that everything that I do receive may not be applicable. That, yeah. That's really key. And I think that's really key even outside of business, but just personally, you know, mm-hmm. many times we may hear feedback from other people and sometimes we take it to heart. And maybe that was never something that was meant for us. That feedback could have come from them having a bad day. And we right. just were the whipping post for... <laughs> for that day yep. so having that you know discernment to say let me see what I can take from this and what is not for me what is not what I need I'm going to leave correct what are some things that you have learned in your journey um, through us working together that are important to know about marketing as a business owner the main reason why I came to you was because I was trying to consolidate my ideas. I was a little all over the place. Uh, (laughs) Great ideas, which, by the way, another one just popped up in my head today and I was texting my husband and he was like, girl, if you don't focus on one thing. (laughs) But um, I I was a little all over the place. I was trying to find a way to consolidate those ideas, at least for now, in order to be able to move forward with one brand, right? And so one of the main things that I learned with in our time together was that rebranding is not a bad thing. Rebranding is not a bad thing and that it can be done gracefully. If I can say that, yeah. it can be done gracefully. It's just a matter of working out the kinks. I mean, if you have two completely different ideas that you try to merge, it may not work out. But in my case, as you know, I'm a coach and strategist and a mentor. And it's just that I play different roles in different areas. And it was just a matter of kind of merging those things together. So the rebranding was more the name and face of the brand. And so I learned that it, it wasn't a bad thing to do that. And, and that it was a very much so it was a necessity, actually. And it was to be very clear about my target audience. And I was like, I, I don't know. Like that whole avatar thing. I was like, oh my gosh, do we have to do that? Yeah. How are you going to know how to market, <laughs> you know, to the right people if you don't know who the people are? You you really helped me and challenged me to niche down, even though I didn't want to. I had um, one of the coaches that helped me to launch my business. She kept telling me, you need to niche down. And I was like, no. She was like, you need to niche down. I was like, no. <laughs> I want to do it all. And she definitely helped me to uh, to launch the business, but I was still hard-headed about the niching down piece. So when I came to you for the whole marketing aspect and you started saying the same thing, I was like, God dog it, I'm, I'm going to really have to niche down. 
working with someone who is helping me with my social media, like I said, I'm building my team. He called me, this is the new name, <laughs> the student parent coach. And I was like, that does kind of niche me down because I do so much with teens and tweens. And the truth of the matter is I work with their parents too. So when it, when it comes down to, you know, their parenting skills or frustrations, or, you know, like what should they do as far as their child is concerned with academics or extracurricular activities, I have to talk to the parents as well. So it's like, one of the things I had a hard time with was, well, how do I market to the child and the parent and the this? And so being the student parent coach kind of makes sense because now I can create content based on a parent's point of view, which is who I am. And then that parent can then see this is going to be good for my child. That was a big lesson for me to niche down because now I'm not so afraid to create my content. I know who I'm talking to. And I love you sharing the journey because it is a journey. It doesn't just happen, you know, overnight. Um, and there are different parts that sometimes we do have to spend more time on, and that's okay. That's part of the important thing of connecting with someone who is focused on you and your success and not just whatever it is that they want to create because different people get different things at different times. There is so much more to you than your business. You are also, as you mentioned, a mom. Mm-hmm. You are also a wife. You are also a PhD student. Lord help me. You are also a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we all know that being a woman, we wear many, many hats, regardless of what the titles of those hats are. What tips do you have on balancing the different hats that you wear? and being a business owner at the same time. You mentioned it earlier, actually, um, about giving yourself some grace. That's one of the main lessons that I've learned having to juggle all these things is that I need to give myself some grace. I also need to communicate with my family members, my stress levels. (laughs) I have to communicate with them. You know, when I'm creating my schedule, it's not just for me, right? Obviously, I, I have my husband and my kids. And so I have to communicate that schedule with them. Uh, and it's not like, oh, they're kids. They don't need to know my business. Type of no, no, no. It's just, it helps. Like, for example, right now we're, we're having this conversation. My son is home, but he knew I was having this conversation and he knew this is what I'm going to need you to do during this, between this hour and this hour, make sure that there's no noise make sure, you know, so communicating my schedule uh, with my family helps me to balance everything out and my stress levels. Like, them knowing um, this week is going to be very hectic because I have an assignment due. I have something to record. I have my thoughtful Thursday to do in the morning. Like I'll tell them and they already know. Don't talk to mommy until Saturday. Okay. (laughs) She not having it. And then also making sure that we're creating moments along the way. So my daughter plays travel basketball. So we have to be on the road a lot. Planning for that time to be family time, not just basketball time. That kind of helps to balance things out so that when we get back home and mommy's busy for the whole week, you can't complain because I just spent a whole week with you, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, away and we made sure we had family time included. It wasn't just basketball, things like that. Uh, Being intentional and living by Google Calendar. Girl, 
I have come to the point you could ask me, hey, Mel, can I call you for 15 minutes on Friday? One second. Let me check my calendar. Love it. You are listening. <laughs> if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't get done. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So did you have any fears about motherhood, being a mom and balancing your business and your career? Oh, of course. Of course. I, I, and I still have that fear that my kids are going to grow up and be like, mommy was too busy and she didn't pay attention. And you know, that's the guilt trip that moms put on themselves sometimes not to like downplay my mom or anything, but I played basketball too. My mom ain't coming. I think she came to one game. <laughs> I, I played, I played for six years. She came to one game, you know, so for whatever reason. Right. But sometimes I think that if I miss anything with my kids that later on in life, they're going to be like, she was so busy trying to get degrees and, 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 you know, build businesses. She forgot about us. Uh, it's definitely a fear. And that's why I, I was saying earlier that I have to be intentional. Like my, my calendar it's color coordinated, thanks to uh, the coach that I was telling you that I had um, when I was getting ready to launch. And I intentionally make sure purple is our family stuff. There has to be purple on the calendar. You know, there has to be purple. I try my best to be intentional about it and, and not give myself that guilt trip. But that is definitely a fear that I've had is that they would think that I've invested too much time in things that are not related to them because they think it's not related to them. But mm -hmm. of course it is. I'm building a legacy, you know. Yes, you are building a legacy, ma'am, yes. as you have been coined future multimillionaire. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I received that one. Yes. Do you have any tips, suggestions, words of wisdom that you would like to share with the listeners who are a few steps behind you in their journey of entrepreneurship? Yes, absolutely. Have your vision. I'm here. I go quoting scripture again. Have your vision. Make it clear. Make it clear. You, you have this vision. Visualizing is one thing. Making it clear and writing it down is another. And it's imperative to do that because that's what fuels what you're going to do in the future. So having it written out in whatever fashion you need to do it, right? If you're super crafty, do a vision board. If you're super techie, Put it on a, a Pinterest board or write it down in your notes on your phone. Make it the background uh, of your phone instead of the picture of your dog, even though, you know, I love my dog. Do whatever it takes for that vision that's in your brain and in your heart to be there, like in your face, because that's what keeps you going. Know your why. As that, There's a book that, that says starting with the why. Know your why, because if you don't have a why, when the days get tough, you're going to quit. You're going to quit because you're not going to have any type of motivation. The thing that motivates me to keep going is knowing why I started and having those. And, and another tip that I would say is celebrating those small victories and recognizing those small victories because they get you one step closer to the final vision. And so when I started Beauty Is Me, I was in the red. I was in the red, red. Okay. When I launched many of the events that I did afterwards, I was in the red. Finally, I ended up in the, you know, not the black, but you know, just even, right. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I came up even and I was excited. I was like, woo. Yes. And then finally, almost four years later is when 
I'm in the black. You know, it's when I have the first set of um, ideas that produced uh, revenue. And, and it wasn't like a whole lot, but I did that. You know, so I had to celebrate that well, by the grace of God. And, and, and I had to celebrate that and see that there it has been growth. And so for those of you that are in the vision state, write it out, make it clear, and then start setting attainable goals, small goals, and just work at it, chip away, chip away, chip away a little bit at a time and get a tribe, have a tribe, have a team of people that are there to support you because you're going to need it because you are going to break down and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It is fully okay. You're going to need those people to, to, to pick you up. And I have my tribe and I have, now I'm building a team. I'm like, oh, my team. Say so what? Like from in the red to I have a team. Soon it's going to be, I have a paid team. Hey. Yeah. So what is one thing that you do to get one step closer to living your most opulent life? It's a PG-13 podcast. Let me stop. No, it's a grown podcast. So say what you need to say. Listen, my cab be ready. My Cabernet Sauvignon is ready almost every night. Just one glass. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, I think one of the things that has worked for me recently has been to connect to the people that energize me. I am an extrovert. And so I get energized when I connect with certain people. And so to make that a priority has definitely led me to living my most opulent life. Uh, I was just away with, with a few of those people in Colombia a couple of weeks ago and it rejuvenated my whole life. OK, and so things like that uh, are what helped me to to live that opulent life. It, it, it's not even it doesn't even have to be difficult. It could just be a phone call with someone that I know gives me that type of energy. But that that's mainly what I do to keep up. How can people get in touch with you, connect with you, work with you? How do they reach you? They can reach me through 833 All of Me. That's easy number to remember. 833 All of Me. That's 833-255-6363. If you call that number, you'll you'll hear the different hats that I wear and you can uh, select the one that you need. But also uh, my website is allofmeinc.com. And you can find me on IG and on Facebook. On IG, it is Melanie C. I'll say it the right way for y'all. Not the right way, but, you know, the The way you understand. The English way. (laughs) Melanie C. Eugene. That's M-E-L-A-N-I-E-C, as in cat, E-U-G-E-N-E. Or on Facebook, just add coach in front of that, and you can connect with me there as well. Awesome. And for those people who are in the Florida area, you do have an event coming up. I do. I do. I have a back to school beauty bash coming up this weekend. Uh, We have several wonderful vendors that are going to be out there kind of like they're back to school vendors. I call them because uh, they have something to do with um, helping us get back to school. Right. Whether it's educationally speaking or even self-care, um, all the girls that we have that need to get their hair done. Uh, you know, we're going to have a stylist out there. We're going to have someone who's going to talk to us a little bit about health and wellness. And, you know, it's a free event. So come on out. If you go to beautyisme.com, you will see a community events tab and you can register there on Eventbrite. 
Uh, it's free. It's just that we need the registration to to ensure that, you know, we're still being safe with COVID and everything. And yeah, it's going to be great. It's from 11 to 1. It's in Fort Lauderdale. And we're looking forward to seeing a lot of people out there and getting their free little goodie bags for back to school from Beauty Is Me, as well as being able to connect with a lot of the vendors that are going to be able to provide services for them throughout the school year. Awesome. Now, listen, y'all, she's told you she's French. So everything is spelled differently. So <laughs> beauty is not spelled the English way. <laughs> no, it's not. It's spelled, it's really beauté. So it's B-E-A-U-T-E-E. So beauty with two E's. <laughs> I love the creativity behind it. You can also be found on Instagram every Thursday morning. Oh, that's true. Duh. I have a segment called Thoughtful Thursday where I share my thoughts and I um, listen to everybody else's thoughts and we have great conversation about different topics. You know, I am not a mental health provider, but we do talk about, you know, things like mental health, things about managing time, uh, things about, you know, just being a mama, whatever the thought is for the week, that's what you're getting. Awesome. Go and check it out. And if you are not up that early, catch her on the replay, y'all. Yes. Yes. Because it's, it is at eight o'clock. Um, or 8.30, I should say, Eastern time. This has been awesome. Thank you again so much for sharing your business, your journey, uh, and the things that you have gone um, through and overcome your tips. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me today. I feel so honored. (laughs) (laughs) You are welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Crowned Opulence Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going on social media. Join the Opulent Outcomes Society Facebook group. Follow me on social media at the Cassandra Alexis on Facebook and Instagram. Visit CassandraAlexis.com for more information. Did this episode resonate with you? Take a screenshot of this episode posted on your IG stories and tag me at the Cassandra Alexis. I will be sure to give you a shout out in a future episode. Are you loving the show? Leave a five-star rating and review. It helps the show and helps other women find and connect with us. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free so you don't miss an episode. Remember, You aren't everyone's glass of champagne, and everyone isn't yours. Only a select few are privileged to enjoy you.